the theater. If I worked my tail off in an academic subject, I got an A. Period. No question. But I could work myself half to death on a play, do my very best, and still get a C because the teacher didn't agree with my interpretation or didn't like my blocking or just plain didn't like me. And who could argue? There was nothing quantifiable. So choosing the arts cost me money. It also taught me that you can never please a critic determined to detest your work. I had to choose my professors carefully or reconcile myself to low grades. I did both. But if I wasn't working for grades, and I wasn't trying to change myself to fit professors' preconceived notions of what my work ought to be, what was I working for? The answer came to me gradually, but once I understood it, I never wavered. I rejected the notion, put forth by one English professor, that one should write for oneself. Indeed, his own life was a clear refutation of his lofty sentiment that I write for myself and God. In fact, he spent half his life pressing his writings on anyone who would hold still long enough to read or listen. He showed me what I was already becoming aware of. Art is a dialogue with the audience. There is no reason to create art except to present it to other people, and you present it to other people in order to change them. The world must be changed by what I create, I decided, or it wasn't worth doing. Within a year of becoming a theater major, I was writing plays. I didn't plan it. Writing wasn't something I thought of as a career. In my family, writing was simply something that you did. My dad often bought Writer's Digest. I entered their contest a couple of times in my teens. But mostly I thought of writing as coming up with skits or assemblies at school or road shows at church. Mormons have a long-standing commitment to theater. It also meant that I could usually ace an essay exam if I knew even a little bit about the subject. It wasn't a career. But as a fledgling director... I had run into the frustration of directing inadequate scripts. When I was assistant director of a college production of Flowers for Algernon, I finally got a professor, the director, to agree with me. The second act was terrible. I had read and loved the story, and so I was particularly frustrated by some bad choices made by the adapter. With the director's permission, I went home and rewrote the second act. We used my script. About the same time, I think, I was taking a course in advanced interpretation, which included readers' theater. I loved the whole concept of stripping the stage and letting the actors in plain clothes with no sets and minimal movements act out the story for the audience. As part of the course, I wrote an adaptation of Marjorie Kellogg's Tell Me That You Love Me, Junie Moon. I had loved the book, and my adaptation was, and still is, one of my best works, because it preserved both the story and the madcap flavor of the writing. I asked for permission to direct it. I was told that Advanced Interp wasn't a course for which students were allowed to direct. There was only one course undergraduates could take that allowed them to direct a play, and I had taken it and received a C, and that was that. No, it wasn't. My professor in that course, Preston Gledhill, was sympathetic, and so he arranged to bend the rules and I got my performance. Two nights in the experimental theater doing reader's theater as it had never been done before— the audience laughed in all the right places. They sobbed at the end. The standing ovation was earned. The actors still remember, as I do, that it was something remarkable. I may have been using someone else's story, but that student production told me for the first time that I could produce a script and a performance that audiences would take into themselves. I had changed people. Because of those two adaptations, I resolved to try playwriting in a more serious way. Charles Whitman who was the favorite among us undergraduates in those days, the late 60s, was also the playwriting teacher and a fervent advocate of Mormon theater. 
He thought that young Mormon theater people ought to be producing plays for their own people, and I agreed, and still agree, enough that I have never stopped producing Mormon art throughout my career, often allowing it to take precedence over my more visible and lucrative career in the world. Taking Whitman's class opened the floodgates. I wrote dozens of plays. I tried my hand at realism, comedy, verse drama, vignettes, anything that would hold still long enough for me to write it. I adapted stories from Mormon history and the Book of Mormon. I took personal stories out of my life and my parents' lives. And through all this writing, I still thought of myself primarily as an actor and director. I mean, just because I wrote a lot of plays didn't mean I was a playwright. I also designed costumes and did makeup and composed music and designed and built stage sets. The only reason I didn't do lighting was because of a healthy case of acrophobia. No, I wasn't a playwright. I was an all-around theater person. I didn't make the decision that I was a writer until one day I was sitting in the theater department office with a group, some meeting, I don't remember what, and a professor happened to say to me, so, you're going to be a playwright.